Hello. And welcome to another episode of the Knife Party Podcast, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. I'm, of course, your illustrious host, Zach Evergreen. You could find me on the Twitter, because I'm back on there, at Father Heel, Heel Like Your Foot. On Instagram, at Zach Evergreen. Zach, of course, is spelled with an H. And on the Patreon, patreon.com slash knifepartypod, where you are probably hearing this on Friday the 13th. If you're a chump stick and you're listening to it for free because you don't have a dollar to spend a month, well, I feel sorry for you. Have fun with your food stamps. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll hear this when it comes out. And I have returning guest, Antonius. Hey. Hey, what's up, buddy? Back. Yeah. Yeah, good to have you back. I haven't seen you since Predator. Well, actually, I didn't see you. You were invisible and shit. <laughs> so uh, how are things? They're good. They're good. I'm happy to be back talking about some more movies that I enjoy with, you know, a good buddy of mine. And uh, yeah, let's get this going. Let's get it going. So, um, okay. So here's why. And I already did like a step-by-step review of this. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, this is, I'm going to call this Camp Blood because it's going to be kind of a overviewing of not only this movie, but you know, it's, we're going to focus on this, but we're going to, we're going to bounce around a little bit. Um, but the reason why I picked number two is I'm in the minority, I think, where number two is actually my favorite. Okay. Okay. And I know a lot of people like number three. Number three is probably my second favorite. I think number three is really the one that most people think of yeah. when they think because of- Because they think okay. the mask. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if the mask was worn in this one, people probably would have liked this the most because I think out of all of them, this is the most non-cheesy. It is the most Evil Dead kind of, I mean, not Evil Dead, but like, um, it is the most Scream-like or more real than all the other ones, you know? Right, right. Because the other ones have, like, even in number three, remember there's a whole scene where the dude's walking on his, like, hands, and, and they do the whole 3D <laughs> thing where the eyeball flies out Oh, yeah, yeah, it's super ridiculous. You know, it's almost as bad as Jason in Space, but I love Jason in Space. That one is so bad, it's awesome. I, I gotta watch it, yeah. That brings me to my first question. And because Jason in Space has my favorite kill scene. Now, uh, you've played the game, right? The Friday 13th game? Uh, no. Well, I, a little bit. Yeah. Not that much. Yeah. It's, it's almost funner to watch than to play. Right. It really is. Um, but uh, the cool thing about it is there's all these Jasons you could pick from. You'd like unlock like their kill moves and stuff. Right. I was going to ask, what is your favorite kill like in, in, in all the Jason movies? That is a tricky one to answer. I. Most of my favorites are when he's not using the machete. When yeah, he me too. Like the barbed wire or yeah. the pitchforks and stuff like that, I always found to be pretty dope. See, yeah. my favorite is in Jason X, where he's in the virtual reality and he grabs the girl in the sleeping bag and just hits her against the tree. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the funniest moment in horror movie history. I mean, it's got to be up there. It's, if it, it was also one of the most brutal kills, I think, in any of the. the and Friday you don't 13 see anything, movies. which is funny. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah, but you hear you hear plenty. the crunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is awesome. Um, yeah, I would say if I were to rank top three, I'd go two, three. Wait, are we counting Freddy vs. Jason? That doesn't count, does it? No, I wouldn't count that one. Yeah, just like I wouldn't say Aliens vs. Predator is an alien or a predator movie. It's definitely right. not an alien movie. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, because alien movies are more serious. And even though Aliens vs. Predator is supposed to be serious, it is very, very... It's not scary. No. Where alien movies are supposed to be scary. Exactly. Predator, yeah. mo- Predator movie is supposed to be kick-ass. Right. Except for the first one, it's supposed to be a little scary. The second one, too, a little bit. Like, you know, the whole subway scene is kind of creepy. Kind of creepy, but yeah. mostly kick-ass, though. Yeah, mostly. But, yeah. I mean, plus it's got Bill Paxson in it, so it's like, <laughs> you know, you're like, come on, Bill. Come in. Game over, man. Game over. Um, all right, so you just you watched this more recently than I did, because I watched this about last month. Um, okay. Uh, now I have everything kind of written out, but okay. So you know, we start out in the beginning. Uh, you see some teenagers; they're using uh, a payphone to call their friends to kind of figure out like where they need to go. And then their right. their truck gets towed, mm-hmm. and then it's a practical joke because it gets towed actually to the camp, and they run there, and they're like, "Oh!" Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and it's that that trickster guy who looks like Napoleon Dynamite. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he does. Did it? Like I even wrote down Napoleon Dynamite. I didn't even like. Can like think about his name. It's basically the '80s version of no. the Napoleon Dynamite. So then the the head kid 
uh, camp counselor is there, and his girlfriend, who's like the assistant camp counselor, is there. She shows up late, though. Because of her car. Right. Which actually makes sense in this movie, because in the movie, remember when she's running from Jason, the car doesn't start? Well, right. it makes sense. It's, it's not it's just... It's an ongoing theme in the movie. It is, but you know in movies, though, when, when they always get in the car and it doesn't start for no reason? Right. This actually makes sense it because, actually had, yeah. because they give a subplot of, oh, yeah, the car is messed up. Right. You know, which is kind of cool. So I did like that. Um, uh, but, you know, to be fair to, you know, like most horror movies where the car doesn't work. Well, to be fair. Oh, don't say to be fair. Hate when people say to be fair. Oh, to be fair. 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 To Right. And the killer goes fast, slow, because he's walking. Did you ever see the movie Behind the Mask? I don't know. Uh, did I? Maybe with you, where it was like the mockumentary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, isn't that a great movie? That was fantastic. So remember he goes, uh, they're like, well, so how do you walk and you catch up? And he goes, it's all about cardio, baby. And he goes, we just walk when, when you're looking at us. But then we start running, and then we just walk. And, he's looking at us. And, he, and he goes, he calls it explosive cardio. So apparently, I don't know if that's what Jason does. But uh, um, the cool thing about this movie, though, is Jason is a mortal. Right. You know, because this is going off number two. Now, number two, or sorry, number one, rather. Uh, the reason why I don't really like number one, and I say this, because it was remade and called Sleepaway Camp, and it was much better. Oh, okay. Did you ever notice how Sleepaway Camp has the POV version of the killer? And they're like, what are you doing here? And then they get stabbed. It's the same thing with, with the first ever Friday 13th. Almost all the kills are POV. Right. You know, except for like the Kevin Bacon where it goes through his neck and stuff. But almost all the kills are POV. And, um, you know, you the big reveal at the end is it's uh, Mrs. Voorhees. Right. Well, the big reveal at Sleepaway Camp is that she's got a penis. But, <laughs> but uh, still, it's it's not it's they almost are the same movie if you if you watch them back to back. And uh, I like Sleepaway Camp better. Friday Thirteenth, you think Jason immediately, but of course, you know we grew up watching scary movies in the you know eighties, early nineties. Right. And so we kind of already knew apparent I mean, obviously if you were growing up in 78, 79, this movie came out, it was a shocker. Yeah. But to our standards, it's like eh, we we know. It's yeah, it's a little slow and it, it just doesn't quite have the gore that we were used to seeing the later movies. Well number two doesn't really have that much it has cool kill scenes, but the blood isn't like no, gratuitous. Exactly. It's very minimal. And honestly, pretty much all but one of the kill scenes are very short. Yes. Um, I okay, so the kill scenes in this uh are are, are very, very effective because mm-hmm. um they're like you said, they're short. They're like and then they're dead. It's not like, you know, uh it's not torture porn by any means. It's right. it's like elimination, you know, the fastest way possible, whether it be the pitchfork or he only uses the machete in one kill, I think. And he sets traps in this, too, which is really cool. Like He sets one trap in this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he only sets one? I thought he set more than one. The rope. Yeah, the rope yeah. trap. And then he slits his neck with the uh, the machete after he gets trapped. And isn't that the doomed guy? Yeah. <laughs> I love the doomed guy. Um, no, no. The doomed guy is actually the barbed wire when he's doing oh, the peeping Oh, yeah. He groats him. Yeah. Yeah. He groats him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and- but it's the, the perv guy. Who uh, shoots the the slingshot exactly at what's her name's butt right in the beginning? Yeah. By the way, who's hotter, that or the other? Hold on, let me let me see what you you carry on. Let me let me see if I can find their names real quick. Yeah, I don't remember the names. I think Terry. It, Terry. Terry is the girl uh, that loses the dog. The right. The hot girl, and yeah, she doesn't yeah. dress eighties. She actually looks like she could, you know, dress like that now, which is kind of funny. <laughs> And then there was maybe you're thinking of the uh, the girlfriend, of- Vicky. Vicky is the girl that was into the. Oh no 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 not not that. Vicky's the girl that is the the hottest girl in it. The brunette who um, is into the uh, the jock that's in the wheelchair. Oh okay. So she like see I was more into like the the girlfriend of the guy who gets his car towed, his truck towed. I'm just not into blondes. 
It's hey, hey, you know, it's more for you. Got their thing, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, the cool thing about this movie too is this is before, um, and not that there's anything wrong with this, the plastic gigantic tits, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, kind of cliche and and Jason. Did Friday Thirteenth start this? Or because I know my, Nightmare on Elm Street always use girl next door kind of looking people. Exactly. Well, I think most horror movies use that back then because it was more believable to the audience. When did it become a token where you have to have? It, a, I feel like it was probably late '80s when like the height of fashion and and everything else was going on. Yeah, and, uh, and, and uh, all that mid Coke pre AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Because I remember, like, in Freddy vs. Jason, like, the opening scene, she's going swimming, and she goes, fuck you then, I'm jumping in, and then she's, like, got her boobs out, and then right, she gets right. killed, like, immediately, right? and everyone in the theater, cl- have you ever seen a Friday 13th movie in the theater? Just uh, Freddy vs. Jason, actually. And was it a rock really concert? It kind of was, yeah. <laughs> Same thing with me. We went, and then I saw Jason in space, Jason X and Vallejo, and okay. oh my god, it was a fucking awesome it was like going to a hockey game <laughs> i heard so many people going i shoot that mofo and like and just people like throwing shit at it. it was like rocky horror people were throwing shit oh, at the screen it was awesome and we saw the 12 o'clock showing like right after because i got off work i think was that toys r us no oh i think i i think i did work at toys r us we got off at 12 and the movie theater was just right behind right there okay so we just got there and and um we we didn't even tailgate we didn't have time we just smoked a joint like walking there and then we saw it and we're like this is this is fucking amazing <laughs> it was like one i'm telling you if you haven't seen or if they ever replay any old school horror movies especially ones as cheese as these guys definitely go and see it because it's just one of those things that you know it's not like uh do you ever see um just friends yeah, of course. Yeah, remember when they go see the notebook and everyone's crying? They're like, shh. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Let me get us some bed. What do you think? All right. Okay, there we go. A little bit of bed music. All right, so let's get into it now. Um, so our first kill, if I'm not mistaken, is um, the yeah the doomed guy. And by the way, that doomed guy, why... Okay, really, why is he... I mean, he's so hilarious. It almost takes me out of the movie. And that doomed guy has been used so much more in in a lot of other movies. You know, like, doomed. Yeah, like that character has come out. And, I mean, they may have started it with this movie. They even used him in South Park. It was, like, honestly really out of character or out of place in the movie. You know, it was like, okay, this young couple. And then just this random dude comes up and is like, you're doomed, I tell you, doomed. Yeah, they make fun of it also in uh, Cabin Fever. They make mm-hmm, fun of it, mm-hmm. and like you know, and I, what, what year was this? I know, I think this was eighty one. This was eighty one. Yeah, yeah. So right after was uh, Pet Cemetery came out, and they kind of had the same Doom guy, but that was by Judd, like a lot of history, and I'm out. Yeah, I'm oh, okay. Yeah. But I think that was eighty two or eighty three. I think it was eighty two. Yeah. So this movie kind of like invented the Doom guy in a way, which is kind of funny. Which also they used it was a different character but they had a doomed guy in friday the 13th i believe in the next two movies i know in three for sure yeah i think they had it in four what was the one that sucked where it had the necronomicon and they tried to tie it into evil dead is that jason goes to hell i believe that was jason goes to hell Dude, that movie's terrible (laughs) um it was when i was working at uh uh when i was working at you uh with you at the um the retail place we lived hey baby um (laughs) And I remember on, what was it? I think it was on Amazon Prime. Uh, they had every Friday the 13th for free during the month of October. Of course. Yeah. I sat there and watched them all. And my wife actually sat there and watched them all with me. I'm like, you got it. Like, at least watch them once. Just You're so right. you know what people are talking about. She tapped out at that movie. And I do not blame her. <laughs> so, I mean, but still she saw Takes Manhattan. She saw, you know, the other ones. Takes Manhattan gets a lot of, like, love, too. Which is weird because, A, he doesn't even go to Manhattan. There's one scene. In Manhattan, everything else was filmed in Toronto. <laughs> and then half the movie takes place on a boat. Yeah. But it is a good movie, though. I mean, for what it is. You know it's in the realm of cheese. When do you think they jumped the shark? Do you think it was number three or number four? No, I think it was actually uh, number five. Because that's when... Was that New Generations? The, the New Beginning. New Beginning. And number five, spoiler alert, uh, it's not actually Jason. 
Yeah, it's the kid it's that like kills a copycat. Jason. Yeah, yeah. Just like in uh, Jason Goes to Hell, I think it is. Remember when the um the, the he's going through the autopsy and the dude eats the heart, and it's like that evil. Right. Yeah, that's scared. That scared the shit out of me when I was a little kid. <laughs> it did. I, I well, I mean, dude, I was in sixth grade and just cannibalism always freaked me out. Well, not to mention though, and I think that. Friday 13th shouldn't get all the credit because right before that, this was like during Halloween or whatever, my mom got like a Showtime. Um, and remember, Showtime used to show the better movies than, yeah. than HBO. And then Cinemax showed good ones, but mainly it was softcore porn. Um, but uh, Showtime had like a whole Halloween thing. They showed Return of the Living Dead, which to this day okay. still creeps me out. Because really? That movie is creepy, dude. <laughs> I mean, think about all the little themes in it. Like you see two guys zombifying as they go. You see the live brains. You know, the tar man yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Like there's so much. Send more cops. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many fucking like creepy things in that. But um, So you, you'd say that jumped the shark? Mm-hmm. I would say number four, but either way, this movie at least is serious. For its day, yeah. yeah. It was a serious horror movie. And uh, so next, remember, we have the, the two kids running off. I think it's the... I think it's uh, the Napoleon Dynamite guy and his girlfriend. They go. They want to go see Camp Blood. Because remember when... No, the, so the Napoleon oh. Dynamite guy, they... Uh, the they kid, go off to the bar. They yeah, go off to the right, bar. Right, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So who goes? I, okay. So I remember. So it's the the couple you see in the beginning that get yeah. the truck towed. Yeah. Girlfriend wants to go see Camp Blood because they stop and there's a tree in the road and they move it and then they see the sign that exactly. says Crystal Lake. Okay. And then she's like, "Let's go see it. Let's go see it." And then the head camp counselor does the whole thing where he goes, and then Jason Voorhees. They're doing that whole. Uh, camp uh, fire scene, by the campfire, and then yeah. and then that's when Napoleon jumps out with a spear and booga booga scares yeah. everybody. And then, like, just really dumbly, he goes, "And no more talk of Jason Voorhees." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, why did you bring it up, dude? Right, like nobody <laughs> even knew about it until you said something. Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you don't have herpes and you're not showing, don't tell the girl. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, never mind. I scratch that. Scratch that. Scratch that. <laughs> tell the girl. But be honest. <laughs> But only if you're a girl. Okay. <laughs> oh. So um, when they go to Camp Blood, though, they get caught not by uh, Jason. They get caught by the sheriff. Right. Who wrangles them in. And then uh, the main, he's like, aren't you going to do something? And he goes, yes, I will. And he goes, no second desserts for you. <laughs> and then um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the sheriff dies like right after because Jason runs across the road. Exactly. And then, um, I forgot how he kills him. So the sheriff chases after Jason through the woods and everything and ends up at Jason's makeshift cabin. Oh, my God. That is the coolest set in all of this movie. And in fact, all the uh, um, Nightmare or Nightmare, no, uh, the Friday 13th movies, mm -hmm. that shack is so fucking like for what budget they had which was very minimal right that shack is so good looking you know from like the evil toilet from like the altar with the mom's head and the sweater right like there is so much detail on that shack sorry to cut you off yeah no he, no it's it's good yeah and it it made a lot more believable that like yeah he's just a real person who's deranged and and everything yeah it was kind of like texas chainsaw massacre if all of bubba's uh family died right you know, because it was it was kind of like a little shack of horrors, and um, but it was very. I don't know if this. Anyway, yeah. So he's behind him, and I think he kills him with a claw hammer. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing too is you don't actually see what's in the room. The sheriff opens the, the door, back and he goes, room. "Oh my god!" Yeah. yeah. And then Jason clocks him with that the back of the hand. That's the other cool thing about this movie is Jason uses a different weapon almost for every kill. Right. Which is really awesome. It's not just, you know, uh, I mean. Honestly, it's kind of it gets to, and I think that's why they actually put him in the game. But it kind of gets like Mortal Kombat after like Jason Three, where it's just how many deaths can we do with a machete? Let's find out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Whereas in this one, it's actually um, kind of improvised weapons, and like I said, he's mortal because remember he gets tackled a few times and wrestles mm -hmm. and gets wrestled to the ground, which allows other people to escape, which I really dig because um, it's kind of like in the first, you know. Uh, Halloween, Michael Myers is mortal. You could like stab him in the eye. Exactly. And even though you shoot him and he doesn't, he still feels pain and falls down, but mm -hmm. he just gets up because, you know, well, someone explained it to me that there is a um, condition of psychosis where you're 
so fucking insane, you don't realize that you're weak and you can actually pick people up even though you just, kind of like PCP, like right. you break every bone in your body and you can get shot and you don't feel it, but you're still, because your adrenaline's so much up. Yeah. So I, uh, I think that's, I mean, obviously that's not in this movie, it's definitely in Halloween, but I just do like the fact that Jason is fallible. He's not the predator where you could... He just picks you up and throws you against the wall, and you go through the wall, and, and you know, <laughs> and, and dinner plates fly. Yeah, because yeah, like <clears throat> Jason is like he's a big guy, you know. He's obviously you know but he's, he's only big, like he's six strong. foot three. He's not like seven feet tall like he is later on. Right, exactly. <laughs> it seems like as the movie uh, the movies progress, he gets bigger and bigger and bigger until he looks like Super Shredder eventually. <laughs> I mean, honestly, in Jason oh, in he, space, he looks like he's, Super yeah, Shredder. Yeah, he's like ten feet tall or nine feet or whatever. Yeah, he's crazy big. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, we left out the ice pick part in the very beginning. The survivor girl. Right. So they kind of do a little bit of laziness in here, but I kind of like it. So this is why I always tell people watch this and not number one is because the beginning of this movie is the ending of number one. Exactly. They show the last 10 minutes of the last act of the movie. Right. You really don't need to see it. Um, and then uh, uh, the survival girl is there and she's talking to her mom and she's like, you know, uh, you know, I'll be fine. I just need to be out here. I need to get over my fear. This is mm-hmm. that. She takes a shower. She gets a phone call. The phone's dead on the other line, which means Jason's human. He can operate a phone. Yeah. Which is kind of <laughs> cool. Cut a phone line. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then uh, she opens the door, sees a severed head. She hasn't, an, and then ice pick in the air. Yeah. And then we get our credits, which is pretty cool, too. I think the body count in this is 14 or 15. I forgot. They actually say in the trailer, he goes, the body count rises, 13, 14, 15, 6. <laughs> yeah, I, I played it on my my uh, the actual review review, which, by the way, was not as fun as this. I was just basically reading from this notebook going, and then this happens. And then this. <laughs> not to say you shouldn't listen to it, asshole. Or actually, probably you, you've probably already heard it if you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, uh, in general, I really do like, because every... Every different Friday Thirteenth, we get. I think, I think there's a different actor in almost all of them. It wasn't like in, uh, you know, in like Nightmare on Elm Street, Elm Street where it's always, always. Um, oh God, Robert, Robert England. Thank you. And then, yeah. uh, and and then Dick Warlock, no bullshit, was the guy who played uh, Michael Myers for the most of his career. Right. He wasn't in number one and number two, but Dick Warlock played from like. The return of Michael Myers all the way through uh, right before H2O, and then he quit. And his name is Dick Warlock. That's his real name. It's Richard. Okay. Okay, Richard Warlock. <laughs> Dick Warlock might be the coolest name, though, ever in, in cinematic history. Uh, so, uh, shit. I know... So you you had you had the feels for the main camp counselor girl. She does live at the end. She is the no, survivor. No, no, the the girlfriend of the dude that gets his his truck towed that gets caught by the sheriff going to uh, uh-huh. Camp Blood. Oh, she lives. No, she doesn't. Oh, okay. She gets she gets killed too. Oh, I thought yeah, you were yeah. talking about the main the blonde chick, the assistant. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> she. Oh, I thought you were talking about her. Nope, my bad. Uh, yeah, because uh, she does live at the very end, yeah. and and then he busts through the window and grabs uh, him, and I think then it just cuts to her in the boat or whatever at the end. Or no, the no. So Am like I, they, oh, I'm tripping. they uh, end up at the his his house or whatever his shack, you know, and she basically uh, gives the machete like right through his neck and everything, and so yeah. you think like, okay, he's dead. Da, da, da. Oh, and then she puts on the sweater. Yeah. Yeah, and like you've done good, Jason. Kneel down, Jason. And- you've done good. You've been a good boy. Now it's time for your reward. And then, like you see, his eye poke through. By the way, am I the only person who almost prefers the burlap sack over the mask? I I do kind of prefer because the one eye was mask, creepy. Like the burlap sack was creepy. The only problem is like I'm sure on old film it looked better. Oh than yeah, like yeah, Remastered because yeah. like watching it more recently, the sack was like perfect white. And I'm sorry for a dude that's like living in the woods. It should have been dirtier. It should have been yeah. dirty and everything. But I've, on the old film, you probably couldn't see it as well. Yeah, it was. I did notice that as well. Is it, I, from my memory, I'm like, it wasn't 
that because co- I thought it looked like I an thought, old burlap was, potato exactly. sack. I thought it was a burlap sack for the longest time. I've yeah. even seen like, but it just uh, looks like a pillowcase. Exactly. I've seen action figures with the burlap sack on. Yeah. It, rewatching it, I was like, yeah, it's like a pillowcase with a whole kit out of it. The Mandela effect. It's in our mind. He was dirtier than he, even though he was. Like you see a couple of shots of his fingernails and his like hands and shit. So I don't know if they did that to make it like maybe a ghost. Kind of right. thing, maybe like it was symbolism. I mean, maybe he's from the south and part of a special. You know, uh, yeah, you, you know, hey, my you know. wife made those. <laughs> the eye holes don't fit. Uh, you know, I think that uh, the strangers kind of ripped off this, you know, in a way because he's wearing that very, very white, ghostly. You remember the strangers? I don't actually. Um, it was uh, where this girl, this guy, and and this other one, Josh from Vanaugh, Josh the show killer, ripped ripped off he when he was uncle spook he would wear like the stranger's mask and it's like a white mask and it just has two eye holes and then like one slit mouth oh I wrestling know, isn't it no this is a movie movie oh movie movie okay. it's a movie movie okay um but uh josh was in vana with me he was the lead singer oh okay yeah okay and it was it's kind of like the mr oogie boogie man right mask. right yeah and then he had a noose around his neck and he wore a suit but um in and uh um when not when a stranger calls and, stra- and strangers uh, they uh, they kind of have the same thing, except for the cool thing about this is there's just that one eye, and yeah. you can see his eye kind of twitching around, and it makes it like kind of mechanical or something. I don't know. It's right. Well, you could. It's it's like okay. It's like a, a real person under there. It's not like like a ghost or anything yeah. like that. It's still a, a, a man. Yeah. Um. So, uh, fun fact about this: um, uh, the Undertaker. Speaking of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, got a lot of his mannerisms from this movie. Really, uh, the Undertaker and Kane. There, uh, Undertaker would sit here and watch uh, the fr- uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Two and Three, and he'd watch um, Halloween One and Two. Okay, just for like the sit up and all the other like mannerisms he does, or like yeah. how he's slow and then just quick, really quick. You know mm-hmm. how he just jumps. The original Undertaker. I'm talking like purple gl- or gray gloves. You know, like oh, yeah. when OG. he was like zombie yeah. OG and he didn't talk. You know, even before Paul Bearer, I remember Brother Love was his manager, but he wanted a diff- he wanted to scare the shit out of kids. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know Bruce Pritchard, who played Brother Love, who's meant oh yeah, who was his manager? <laughs> he goes, you know what we should do? Just sit around and watch like spooky horror movies where even Hulk Hogan will be scared of you. Yeah, and so this is one of those movies that kind of brought that out, which I think is really cool. Um, you know, because he's still mortal, like like right. you said, but like impervious to pain, perhaps, because we never hear him yell or cry out, really. But we mm. do see him get taken down because the dude does like a a, a a leg. What do they call that? When you just jump out their legs, it's a fucking ah, leg takedown and stuff. And he goes down. But for the most part, like you said, he gets hit in the, cl- uh, in the collarbone with a machete and, right. and he's still... I'm not saying 100, percent but he's he's still out for blood. He's still get up, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, did you ever play the uh, NES game? No. Oh wow. Okay, that game was actually the first video game that scared the shit out of me and my friends <laughs> because you, know, you had to go to all the cabins and light all the uh, the lights to okay. scare them away, right? But no matter where you were. Because there were so many cabins. First off, the game was almost impossible to navigate because no matter where you were on the map, you had to figure out where to go on the map. It was always side-scrolling. Oh. So you didn't know where the fuck you were. You would get in the game did this on purpose to make it seem like you were lost in the forest. Right. Did you trip randomly when you were when you were going? Better. Because you got to pick what counselor you wanted, and then when your counselor died, you switched to another counselor. Okay. But if you didn't save the other counselors you were fucked because ah, you only got one life. So right. if you were able to light everything else, and then also, too, you could actually find his shack, which was like a really hard secret, and you could get like his sweater and and uh, the, the the mother's sweater, okay. and, and then like you were impervious to him. I never found it. It may have been just a playground rumor or whatever, but <laughs> that game scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Um, just because it was really creepy, the music was creepy, and uh, right. the game is almost impossible, though. But if you have a Nintendo Switch, it's free on there. I, I recommend you play it. Or if oh, you that's kind of neat. Okay. It is. It is pretty cool, man. It's it's um it's just one of those things. Um, what in this movie? What is your favorite kill? Um, who? What is my favorite kill? It's kind of messed up to say, but uh, honestly, the uh, the jock 
in the wheelchair. I knew it. That was my favorite too. <laughs> when he falls down the stairs. Falls, and it's the longest kill in the ever. whole movie. Yeah. He gets chopped across like the chest and face with the machete, rolls off right. the porch, and then miraculously rolls down the long like four flights I of know. stairs backwards. But his wheelchair never falls over. Yes. He, he rolls down the whole flight sitting in the wheelchair. I know. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, uh, J- not Jeff. Jeff is Jeff and Sandra are the one you're talking. Sandra is the chick I think you were you yeah. were into, right? Mark is the 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 jock dude. Yeah. So what happens is um, Vicky uh, and and Mark are playing video games. Why um, you know they're playing like that that little handheld yeah, tiger the, the handheld football game. or the and hockey. Jeff yeah. Jeff and Sandra are up boning, and Vicky is coming on to Mark, and like I am so jealous of Mark right now because like dude, Vicky is so. I don't know why. I just saw her and like, I know she's going to die, but I like her character, her sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like she was out of all the kill girls in this. I actually was sad. I wasn't like, I was really bummed when she dies, even though I know it was going to happen. Cause I've, I've, you know, believe it or not, I've only seen this movie three, three times. Okay. I saw it once when I was a little kid, barely remember it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we had like Friday 13th marathon, you know, I think sixth grade, maybe. I don't oh, know. Wow. We were sitting. It was just one of those things where uh, Jonathan, you know, uh, Jonathan Fallen, um, we would always sit around and, and we'd play like uh, like magic cards or, or we'd play like a, a you know, computer game or, or Nintendo. But we'd always have like another TV and just horror movies we'd be playing or cool. we'd be sitting there drawing or whatever, yeah. you know. And uh, uh, and I just remember seeing it, but it was like second screening it, even though there wasn't a term for that at the time. <laughs> and um, I just remember, uh, you know, so barely even remember this movie because, you, you know, when you're a kid and it's a slasher movie, you just kind of remember the slasher scenes. You don't really uh, yeah. remember. You know what I mean? There's the plot line really. You were like, oh, there was a plot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? What? Well, later on, there's not a plot. But um, so remember. um uh, Vicky says to Mark, she goes like, so uh, like, what's the deal with the chair? And he's like, oh, well, doctors say we'll never be able to walk again, but I'm going to prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like really about it, about it. Like he's like, you know, always working out and he's like, yeah, I'm going to walk again, this and that. And this is why I like this movie. You actually like the characters. Yeah. You don't want them to die. You know, I, I mean, some perhaps, but like Vicky, Mark, Sandra, Jeff, uh, I actually like those characters, and I actually get bummed. You know, there's the ones that are left behind while everyone else is partying. Those characters are actually my favorite, and it's kind of cool that they gave them such a backstory. Well, we get to get more backstory from them because they're at the cabin by themselves, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so then Vicky and Mark, <laughs> the, the best pickup line she says, she goes, so is it only the legs, huh? <laughs> Which is like the best so then anyway she goes i like let's meet up at my cabin later and then that's when she gets all like in her hot lingerie and stuff mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. she's spraying herself cologne then she goes psh, psh, downstairs i always <laughs> laugh at that scene <laughs> i think i even have it written down here hold on Dude, it was great because she like was spraying on her neck and wrist and everything does a little in her bra and then she looks in the mirror and gives this like smirk like yeah yeah why not why and not? then just like exactly a little down there. i even I, I let me see my notes i want to read this real quick uh, thunderstorm appears. Mark is impatient because um, looking for Vicky. Vicky goes to look, but um, Vicky returns to the main cabin, vagina smelling of perfume, looking for Mark. <laughs> Sandra and Jeff and Jason comes out of the bed wearing a pillowcase, slashes at Vicky uh, in the right and stabs her uh, with the chef's knife, which is very sad. Her death is cool in a way, though, because he misses. It's not just death, you know, it's like mm-hmm. he slashes and he overreaches and he gets her in the leg and she's like, fuck, you know, and yeah. then, but then, you know, she gets hers. Again, the cool thing about this movie is it's realism. It's This is probably the only, even over number one, I think this movie is more realistic. The physics of it and everything else. Right, right. Like, for instance, that, god damn, I love that that wheelchair death scene though. it's so good and notice they even cut and it goes to like a red or something like because they don't show him actually falling all the way down right yeah um they had to have had a crash pad or something because i know that was not a stunt double that was the guy if that you actually, was really that was guy. really the guy you did a great job of balance fuck yeah that. you did yeah. <laughs> i mean have you ever, have you and your dumbass friend, uh, I'm just saying in general for the listening audience, but if you had dumbass friends too, I've had a lot of dumb, I was one of your dumbass friends. <laughs> I was like, we're doing a podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys ever find a wheelchair and go, let's go down some stairs, because we did that. Oh, I had a buddy, he <laughs> legit like 
bought one off like uh, just to do it eBay or something like that. Oh no, this just is pre eBay. I mean, like when you're like eight or nine and you just find a wheelchair somewhere and you're like, let's let's take it, <laughs> or like a shopping cart. And you're like, you're gonna go down this hill and it's oh, the steepest yeah. hill, you know. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, man, stop it. <laughs> it's funny too. If you were to do that now, we'd have broken bones. But when you're a kid, like you could just bounce off a car and just get up and go, fuck, I'm, don't tell my mom, man. It, it's surprising how that happens. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Because you can beat the shit out of a little kid, but yet they heal better. <laughs> like, why are they weak little Wolverines and we're like <laughs> Colossus, but, ow, <laughs> getting up in the morning, my hip, my hip, my side, my back. My oh. back. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely my favorite kill scene, too. So uh, you're a Sandra guy. I'm a Vicky guy, but we both like Mark dying, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um now, yeah, the Sandra and her boyfriend getting stabbed through the spear. That's pretty awesome. That was pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, did this throw you as well that I think that there was a for real thing going on with Sandra and Jeff? Oh, like off screen? Here's why. During their sex scene... Like afterward, they're holding each other, mm-hmm. and he's got like a legit weird smile on his face, and that's not acting, right? Did you notice that? It, I mean, it seemed, I mean, from what I saw, like super believable. I mean, you could be totally right. That I think they were that like there was a real like thing, couple yeah. during the filming. They just kind of became a thing because it's not a like when I watched it, it threw me because they hold on his face for a minute, and probably because they're like, oh, that's good, keep it. You're you right. Know? But he's got like this weird, mm, like nuzzly noise he does, and like mm-hmm. this weird smile on his face. I'm like, okay, that Maybe looks pretty real. It. Maybe they were doing it for real, and you know. <laughs> uh, I just watched American Wild from London. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Um, the sex scenes in that movie, mm-hmm. they were they were naked. Okay. And also, you know, the porno scenes in that movie. Right. And, uh, did you know that they actually directed that porn? Oh really. Okay, so here's I, the story. I did not know that. So in the scouting of that movie, when they were scouting the movie, Landis sees this theater, and it's like a normal theater. Mm-hmm. In fact, in the beginning of the movie, when they go to the Slaughtered Lamb, and uh, uh, he goes, what's the star for? And the Alamo? And remember, and then the guy tells the joke about, do you remember that part at mm-hmm. all? Okay. Anyway, uh, he goes, yeah, the Alamo. And he goes, oh, I remember that film. It was bloody. And then the other guy goes, it was bloody awful. <laughs> and he goes, I saw it in Piccadilly Circus. So the reason why is that movie was, at the time, playing at Piccadilly Circus. Then they okay. go to film at Piccadilly Circus, and guess what? It got changed over to a porno movie or a porno oh, uh, theater. Oh, okay. And instead of, because they didn't have permits, they were guerrilla filming it. Mm-hmm. Landis was really good at guerrilla filming, right? So <laughs> uh, then... They go, okay, shit, what are we going to do? And then Landis goes, we're going to make our own porno. So he actually hired four porno actors and made a real porno. Wow, okay. Just without penetration. But uh, there, I've actually seen the making of the movie. Um, it's called Beware the Moon. It's it's fantastic. Uh, hmm. I just bought the Blu-ray because I, I couldn't find it anywhere to buy. And you actually see Landis, and he's sitting there, he goes, this is the first movie I ever made. And you actually see them fucking in the background, and you see, like, pubic hair and bush and everything. <laughs> now, you don't see penetration, but it's, but it's they're naked. Yeah. yeah. You, like, you see the dongs and everything. Um, so that's, uh, dude, American World of London, take it, I just reviewed it. Like I said, I wish the sound quality was better. I had an issue with the sound quality. Okay. But, uh, but uh, definitely a rewatch, um, for, if you haven't seen it in a minute, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. But, uh, yeah, anyway... I think that back then they did things a little differently. Now, I'm not saying it was smut or it was, you know, meant to be like pornographic. I think it was just meant to be real. Right. And that scene just strikes me as being a very, very real sex scene. Not Mm -hmm. saying that they were doing anything, but I'm saying like there's chemistry there that you can't kind of fake. Right. Unless that guy is a fucking trained actor and there's no way that like 20, 20 year old kid was a trained actor. Was that good? Yeah. No, there's no way. They They just don't. You know, I, and I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, most of the kids that they hired in this were for real camp counselors, and and obviously none of them you've seen ever in a movie again, and none of them. It wasn't like the first night, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where they actually went to actual agents. You're right. You know, like like Johnny Depp was one. Mm-hmm. Like Wes Craven actually went through agents. I'm pretty sure that uh, all the Friday Thirteenths until later, until maybe like three or four. I think they just actually hired people in the area that were like teens or camp counselors or whatever right. and probably gave them like 250 bucks, which at the time, like you, mean, would, you would say, yeah, yeah. yeah. In oh, 1980, $250 yeah. was a lot of money. 
plus to be in a movie and everything like that. It's like, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, okay. dude, bragging rights. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the Matrix, the second Matrix, not the first one, was uh, some of it was filmed in um, over here in Mare Island in Vallejo. Okay. Uh, next town over. And uh, uh, they were having extras. Mm-hmm. And I was about to show up. Just because, but the funny thing is, I was called Matrix all the time because I used to wear a black, like, leather trench coat, like oh, a you duster. Were one of those guys, yeah. Of course I was. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I wasn't Columbine, but I was fucking close. <laughs> I just didn't have, I had swords and not firearms. Not that school shootings are good. I'm just saying to make an omelet, you got to break a couple eggs. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> Don't cancel me, bro. <laughs> Send all your hate mail to knifepartypod at yahoo.com. <laughs> Keeping it old school. Keeping it old school. Um, so, yeah, those are my favorite characters is, is probably you too because uh, Sandra Jeffman and Mark and Vicky, you actually feel mm-hmm. for them. The cop, I really don't care about. The no. Doom guy, I don't. The no. cop has one of the coolest scenes, though, because, A, we actually get to see the cabin. Um. So let me ask you this, because they were talking about, uh, you know, at the end of number one, you see Jason come out of the water and, and pull down Survivor Girl. Right. And, uh, but in this, they talk about during the campfire scene where they're telling ghost stories, is Jason uh, is out there and he's feral and he's eating right. like, you know, squirrels and bugs and living off them and, and growing up. I mean, but what is the time difference? Because I think they said it was only three years ago so or two years. Five years. Five years. Five years from the first movie to the second movie. So, so it's kind of weird because the first movie Jason must be only up, 18 or something. Uh, I mean, maybe because he might have been small for like a 13-year-old or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because it looks like a little kid. But like he's a grown-ass he's man. He's like a big dude. He's yeah. like 23, 24 at, so, at minimum. A little bit of like a, a plot loop. Yeah. yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, I know. I, that that kind of bothered me. That kind of... I mean, but maybe, too, the news came out later, you know, mm-hmm. you, you don't know, because um, remember, they're trying to keep it like hush hush in a right, way, right. you know, that's why they, the cops. But they does, bring up the five year thing like multiple times. Yeah, they bring it up. Th- in fact, even in the movie trailer, they said five years ago, Friday 13, right. 13 people were murdered. Why would it be any different? <laughs> they, they're really, that's actually yeah. the tagline. It's pretty fucking lame. Um, like one thing I thought was kind of kind of funny is like after you finally see jason with with the white uh, pillowcase and all later when he's tracking down the uh, assistant counselor mm-hmm. um and she's hiding under the bed and in, in the cabin oh yeah that scene is actually legit scary it is pretty creepy but at the same time like so the whole beginning of the movie you only see like his shoes yeah right you, then, the boots. then they eventually show him but then they go back to only show it showing his shoes again. And it's like, well, I already know what he looks like. You're, yeah. you're not kind of scaring me at this I, point. I think the reason why they did that is show her perspective rather than the watcher's perspective. Okay. So here's why. If you were just... Okay, so when she's under there and the rat runs by and she pisses herself, yeah. Jason gets on a chair so she can't see the feet. Right. Right, which is smart. And, uh, you know, which, like, later Jason wouldn't have done because he's just, like, basically a meat terminator. Um <laughs> And then when she comes out, he slips and falls, which is also human error, which breaks. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah cuz he weighs a lot, so that makes sense human error. Um but I think that's the reason why she, they do it is it's to show her perspective rather than, you know, uh our perspective. Right. To kind of cuz I mean, what would be the, I think the reason why she pisses herself is cuz how scary would that be if the feet are just in front and you know yeah. he knows you're there, but he's not doing anything. It mm-hmm. makes it even creepier. Kind of like, um, kind of like in Jaws. I always reference this: is when you see the barrels go up, right? And they're not moving. It's like you know the shark's there, and yeah. he knows you're there, but he's just chilling. He's waiting, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, and then remember, he attacks later on. Yeah, did you know in that scene when they're telling stories? Uh, he tells the story about the USS Indianapolis and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and they're showing off their scars. Did you know they were legit drunk? They were actually. Oh, drink- really? Oh, yeah. nice. It was one of those things where they couldn't film because there were so many flies going on because they had like a huge insect problem for whatever because it was low tide. Yeah. Okay. And they were just sitting there drinking like on set, and they'd go fucking film this, man. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of people give Spielberg a lot of props for that movie. I do, but honestly, like a good thirty percent of that movie was all just 
reaction like chemistry mm-hmm. kind of like the same thing in uh, again American Wolf London I just bring this up is uh, the beginning where you see Jack and David and they're talking on the moors they they were just really bullshitting okay and uh, again too um, we were talking about real life relationships in a movie just watching the fly Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum were actually fucking dating right and their interaction and everything else and like the, the, that the was like really how it they was real it was real yeah. and um uh, uh, Bart, not Bartok. Fuck, what's his name? Um, you know her boss in the movie, who's who's the ex boyfriend. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Goldblum had to be removed from set because he got so upset. Like when, <laughs> yeah, because he was kind of like he wasn't like really pervy to her, but his personality was kind of slimy and, and and shit like that. Yeah, and he actually got uh, you know he had to be removed from set a couple of times, which is good. I mean, I I do like and. I hate it in movies when people are so read my line, read my line. That's why I think um, I was I was just talking to somebody about this today about because you know we we're talking about you know scary movies and and uh, uh, I said you know the scene in American Wolf in London when Jack goes oh fuck David fuck it's circling us like that is the most natural reaction is when you're really scared you go shit. Yeah, like you're not like actually scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you are, but you just you just go, geez, really? Right. You know, it's like this disbelief that you mm-hmm. have to hear yourself talk in order to kind of like talk you out of it. And then you see a movie like Blair Witch, which I'm so scared. And that's that is the <laughs> fakest acting you've ever seen. Yeah. You exactly. Know? Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows had better acting than that. <laughs> did you ever see that movie, by I the did way? Not. I did not watch that it. The first good. one was bad enough. No, the, I wasn't going to watch the second the one. The second one's great because here's why. The second one acknowledges that the first one was a hoax film. Right. Okay. So it's it's breaking the fourth wall like twice. <laughs> plus. It's breaking the eighth wall. <laughs> it, basically. Plus all the actors are really good in it. They're no names. And um, it's really. It, it actually is a good movie, even okay. though it's only a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. But the reason why is because you don't get it. So it's made for people like you and I who are – it's kind of like Scream, where it you, it wants you to know that it's a movie for you or like Behind right. the Mask. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a movie for horror movie fans, right. not for critics because they want you to know, hey, we know you're a fan. That's why we're doing this because yeah. you never saw that shit coming. <laughs> There's even uh, parts in the movie too where um, you're supposed to. This is back in the day of VCR. Um, there was even a website, you know, because remember the Blair Witch had like its own fake website right. and shit like that. Blair Witch Two had one as well where they go at this scene at this time on your VCR, play it in rewind, and you'll see something there that's not if you play it forward. And oh, it a- okay. And it that's actually, actually worked. Pretty dope. Okay, it, it, it was cool. Like. There's a scene where um, uh, uh, this the one of the main there's like three main girls. One of them's walking by, and you see all these cups, and they're like normal. And then when she walks by again, the cups are like in a shape of a skull. Okay. And it's the same skull from uh, Evil Dead, like when when the necklace is on the ground. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right, but like you only notice it if you watch, and then you rewind it back. Ah, okay. and there's and there, there's continuity errors that they put there on purpose, mm-hmm. and there was a website dedicated, but it was actually the the company itself leaking it, Lionsgate or whoever did it, right, like, right. Leaked it. So it made it really cool. Like uh, there's a scene where, and, and the whole movie is uh, about um, they're trying to do a documentary of the Blair Witch, if mm-hmm. it was fact or fiction, this and that. So it's all these people that are like internet sleuths that are trying to figure out like if it was a real movie or was not. But then the movie it starts off. Off, like found footage and then at a certain point when shit goes wrong it becomes a regular movie that's okay. what's really cool about it book of shadows definitely everyone listening if you guys haven't seen blair witch book of shadows i guarantee even if you don't think it's great you'll go it was fucking really entertaining because it really <laughs> is entertaining and then uh, the greatest thing is um at the end it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier like clue they separate all the people at the very end because someone does die not to give anything away because it really is worth the watch and they're like, you killed her, didn't you? Killed her, didn't you? Killed her. And then there's alternate stories nice. of. Okay. And then they take up the security footage and then they actually see who does what. And you're like, what? It's, it, dude, I'm telling you. So it's, it's a murder mystery. It's a murder. Yeah. It's a bunch of people investigating the Blair Witch murders. And then their, their truck 
doesn't break down, it gets for real vandalized and every and then like they're blaming each other for who didn't. Like I didn't fucking do it. I was going to get beer, you know, like they're yeah. all and then and then uh, uh but at the end it turns you know you just just do me a favor and watch it. You'll <laughs> like it. All right. Plus the soundtrack's awesome. It's got Poe, uh, you know, um Poe Dear Johnny and, mm-hmm. and it's got Marilyn Manson. It's got uh but good Marilyn Manson, not like later on Marilyn Manson. <laughs> like this is pre mechanical animals. Even though mechanical animals was not bad. No, that was still good. It was good. Yeah. It was I mean, right before it kind of post got, like golden age. There you go. Is is yeah. But the high end and low was good. That's when mm-hmm. he kinda came back a little bit. I saw that tour. It was it was pretty cool. Um shit, let's see what else. Uh out of all the Friday the 13th, where would you rank this? Let's say, um, I think, what, there's nine of them? Let's not count Jason X, because called Jason X, and let's not count Freddy versus Jason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think, and let's not, so Freddy's, or sorry, so like, uh, Jason Goes to Hell would be the last one. I think that's number seven? Um, I think that's number eight. Number Wow. Shit, yeah. so there's ten of them? Because, well, Jason X, Jason 10. Oh, I thought it was called Jason X because, oh yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I thought it was Jason X because everything was X in the 2000s, like extreme, <laughs> like extreme deodorant. You remember E-X-X-T-R-E-A-M, extreme. Oh God, I do remember that. Yeah, Available remember, at the dollar store. <laughs> dude, I, right? And then remember Method Man and Red Man were pushing their extreme speed stick deodorant? Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, extreme was everything. It was, me? yeah. And wrestling, everything. And then you had the Hardy Boys extreme. <laughs> so I just, I thought it was X just because everything was extreme. Even Final Fantasy made Final Fantasy X. They didn't even call it 10. <laughs> Fucking game is awesome, though, except for the main character, Titus, is a little pussy. Um, uh, where would you rank this? So, like, weird, weird fun fact that I learned. I guess not really that weird. But so this movie, number two, it came out in 81, right? So up to uh, number eight. I think it was number seven, um, came out in the 80s. Yeah, so, so the year number, by year. It was almost year by year. There wow. was a couple year gaps, but there was seven total Jason movies from 1981 to 1989. Damn, talk about fucking power. They're like me where they pump out two podcasts a week. <laughs> Just pretty insane. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Honestly, I would rank this probably top three out of those. So I'm going to say you're probably, what, number three, number two, and number five? Am I right? You know, uh, realistically, I'd have to go back and rewatch them all. Yeah. Because I've recently watched, you know, one, two, and three. Um, but I need to, to go through the rest of them before I can really get a proper countdown going So on. here's my throw out from last time when I watched them all. I would say it would be two for its realness is number mm-hmm. one for me. Three, because we see the mask and it still has some semblance of realism to it right well the mask was used as a prank by another character yeah in three but you know you know how the actual mask um came about right i don't okay you know in number three when he's hanging there and he actually takes off the mask and you see his At face end, yeah okay so they were actually supposed to use that prosthetic the whole time and he was supposed to have like a hood you know, but not covering his whole face. Okay. And then for whatever reason, like the guy lo- like left it at his hotel or whatever, and they drove out to the locale and there was no time. But the guy played pickup hockey and he just so happened to have a hockey that. mask. Okay. And they go, okay, this looks cool, but it, lo- but it was like stylized, you know, it was like a normal hockey. So they spray painted it flat white and they mm-hmm. put that red triangle as just okay. like something, you know, just, just to make it a little like some kind of symbolism or creepiness. Just so it wasn't like, because they didn't want it to make it too much like Michael Myers, where it's just a plain white, white mask. Exactly. So they thought, oh, a red triangle, and plus it's a hockey mask, and then we'll black out his eyes, so that way you can't really see it. Right, right. And so it was. It happened on accident, and then during, and then the next day, and they used that as like a test shoot, and then when they actually got the mask, they go, you know what? Fuck the other mask. We like this one better. Mm-hmm. And so okay. they just stuck with it, and then it became. I mean, the hockey mask and machete is like one you, of the most. Iconic, iconic things, things in yeah. horror, period. Yeah. It's the hockey mask and machete or the mask of the shape, which is Michael Myers and the and the right. bo- it's chef's knife or Freddy's hat and Freddy's glove and yeah. the sweater. You know, it's just like you see that thing. And I remember I saw a, a, a just I, it was an Instagram post. And in the background, this just kid at it was like at some it was like, you know, uh, the 80, there's one of them is I, I follow. It's just fun. It's called like 80s Lives. And it showed an old Chuck E. Cheese ad. And this kid in the ball pit had a red and green sweater. I'm like, this fucking Freddy sweater. <laughs> and it's like my eyes immediately. Yeah. You know, that kid had no intention of wearing. That was just a common sweater back mm-hmm. then. You know, 
Uh, they just put some dirt on it and made it all ripped. Okay, but all right. Let's get to brass tacks, though. Let's talk about Freddy versus Jason, though. <laughs> what I mean is this. Who would actually win? Because, I mean, I, you know the, the that movie has, like, three multiple endings, right? Right. But uh, who do you think would actually win? So, in my, I mean, it's that's a hard one because, okay, if we're going off Jason is mortal. Which, then Freddy would which, win. Yeah, Freddy wins, hands down. But if we're going Jason's immortal, then it just goes on forever. Yeah. Okay. But my vote, personally, I go Freddy. That's that's my guy. Okay, I think. Okay, what about? Okay, because they're both creatures of the forest. They both know the forest very well, and they're both great at subterfuge, and they're both good at melee weapons. Mm-hmm. Jason versus Predator. Well, Predator. Okay. okay yeah. That's, come on. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but Jason is always muddy, though. He is always muddy. But not but muddy enough. Not muddy enough. Okay. Yeah. Right, and he's right, a big right, dude. Right, he's he's breathing hard. I yeah, mean, yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's putting a lot of CO2 out there. You can see <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. What about later Jason versus Predator? So, like, immortal Jason? Yeah. Like Jason X, you know, like Space Jason. Oh, like the 10 foot tall Jason? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. my money's still going to be on Predator. Thank he's you. He's got the disc blade. He's got yeah. the net. He's got all, right. all these things. Like, he, yeah, he's going to win. Plus, I think the cool thing with that is Jason keeps coming back. So Predator has this, like, forever enemy to keep getting better yeah, and fighting. Even, even if he, like, rips off his, like, skull and does all that stuff, someone will, like, eat the heart or, like, the weird Jason-like things. The voodoo will go, yeah, thing. The, the voodoo psychic shit. brings yeah. him back or whatever. How come we never got, because they were really trying to set it up and Jason goes to hell, where um, they had the Necronomicon, they had the dagger and everything else. How come mm. we never saw Ash versus Jason? Like, I thought they were setting that up. I remember everyone, um, when I was a kid, were was excited for it. I, was, I think it was, like, 10. I was in, like, fifth grade, sixth grade. And all my friends, this is pre I knew about, see, I knew about Army of Darkness, but mm-hmm. I didn't know about the Evil Deads. I right. thought Army of Darkness was number one. Right, right. Because that was the first one that actually, you know, made it to theaters. Yeah. And I remember seeing that. I'm like, dude, this, dude, he's the coolest guy ever. He's got a shotgun and a chainsaw. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like Mega Man, but horror, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, uh, but they were, they were setting it up where it seemed like they were going to do Ash versus Jason. And I don't know if it was because of, legal rights or what because if i'm I mean, not mis- most likely but um wasn't they both ended up on, under lionsgate did they not like the the franchises are both owned by lionsgate if i'm not mistaken i mean quite possibly i don't know about then if they were lionsgate may have picked up later on like the the evil dead because orion became lionsgate um a vidmark Became Vidmark was the original Lionsgate. Okay. Because remember, it, Vidmark was a triangle, and then it was like the, a triangle, and it turned to a lion's head. That became mm. Lionsgate. Okay. It became it got the name Lionsgate. If I'm not mistaken, do not fucking yell at me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure when Saw came out is when they decided on the new name Lionsgate because it was no, tri- it was Lionsgate before Saw. It was. Yeah. Okay. I just remember that's when when Saw came out. It had the gears. That yeah. The that's intro. When, like everybody like really really recognized knew, before, it. Before I think it was just like white lettering with like a lion's head and was lion's gate yeah definitely. it was very yeah very lame yeah it was it was and i remember because um they were the ones who originally did the return of the living deads one mm-hmm. two and three two sucks one and three are great um they did like a bunch of just weird movies like the the philadelphia project they had like mm-hmm. all these like really crappy sci-fi movies they were doing like the stuff they did um i think they did blob the 80s okay remake. yeah yeah that movie do- by the way, those 80s movies don't suck, though. Um, only, yeah, I know, uh, Presley died today. Isn't that crazy? Who, what now? Oh, um, wow. okay. We're coming on an hour, so uh, okay. let's uh, let's just wrap uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 up real quick. So, uh, like I said before, Rotten Tomatoes only gave this 29. What would you give this movie? Now, fuck the critics. I'm saying pure entertainment, and this movie's actually shot pretty well. What would you give mm-hmm. it? Um, probably... Probably like a 75 okay. or so on there. Yeah. I'm giving it a straight 85. Here's okay. why. I'm giving it 85 because this is a great template of which a slasher movie should be. Right. Okay. Like if you were to take, uh, if, if you and I were just to hang out and write a slasher movie, I go, you know, it's a good um, template. Just um, scene one, arrival. Scene two, we establish characters. Scene three, we have a warning. Scene four, we actually see the cops. Scene right. five, they're fucked because the cops are dead mm-hmm. kind of thing. So uh, 
you know, in a way, if you think about like the pacing of this movie, I think it's paced perfectly. Costumes could have been better. The gore could have been more, but like as just a slasher uh, a movie as a template, mm-hmm. I think it's near perfect. Could have done better. Of course. Could the acting have been better? The acting's actually not bad. It's not bad. It's yeah. not bad. So I'm going to give it an 85, um, especially for its time. Mm-hmm. If it were to come out today, I, d- I would think it was... Uh, then, then it would get like the twenty something. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't even give it to. If it came out today, I would give it probably like forty two. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, from all of us, the Knife Party uh, Podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, remember uh, to uh, follow us on patreoncom slash Pod to get more stuff like this. And if you guys like my town ga- uh, town gown, my <laughs> countdown of the ten most tragic deaths, I'm going to start doing that um, every single month on the Patreon. It'll eventually wind up on. Uh, other places but uh yeah i mean it's a dollar dude and you can get all the stuff um do you have anything to plug uh i don't you don't yet yeah working on it though. working on it working though. on it exactly. working on it okay cool well uh if you'll excuse me uh be kind rewind and i think i have to i need to return some videotapes